we are back. Welcome back to Stalking Spurs 40-ish minutes of football-adjacent frivolity. Happy New Year, everyone. You're still here with me, Patty, and I'm here with my co-host, Acid. Hey, Acid. Hey, Patty. Happy New Year. Oh my goodness. Happy new time um, zone. Exactly. Also. Happy yeah. new time zone to you guys. It's so strange that we're both speaking with lights out. So it's, I think, like around 1 p.m. Singapore time. And it is what, it looks like it's light out there, but is it 9 p.m. there? It is. It's 9 p.m. So we're doing a little switcheroo of time zones of me during the day and you during the night. That yeah. should be good. That should yeah. be good. We're getting astrological this episode. I'm talking about Spurs' science and what it means for them and the team this year. Honestly, I can't believe this is the first time we're talking about astrology on this podcast, but it was about time. We're also going to discuss what the players say they are currently binging. Do we believe this or not? What time they each arrive for training, what their lock screens are like, and what we think this all says about them. But of course, first off, football. We are joined by our football correspondent and overall Kumbaya master, Toby. Toby, how are you doing? I'm I'm very well. Uh, I'm Gemini, you're the dragon. So just pinning <laughs> that for... Oh my gosh, Yeah, and so my year coming up. Yeah, Lunar New Year. Looking forward to it. Hopefully that reflects uh, well on the, the upcoming <laughs> end of the, of the Premier League season. <laughs> no, that is going to be... Um, it is Year of the Dragon and we're, we're jumping the gun here, but it is supposed to be like the most auspicious year ever. And you know what? Let's do this. This is a new era. We do talk about our losses. So it hasn't been necessarily the best run of games for us in the past couple of weeks. We lost to Brighton 4-2 away. We are out of the FA Cup in the fourth round, which I didn't even know we were in the FA Cup still. Losing our, you know, losing to Man City, sure, sure, fine, fine. But the rest of it wasn't bad. So let's discuss our losses first and get that out of the way. But out of the FA Cup fourth round, a cup I didn't even realize we were still in. That yeah, it's a tricky, it's an unlucky draw. First of all, to to pull like a likely winner of the competition, so it's that was unlucky. But you're always going to have to beat the best to be the best, as they say. So um, all in all, it was a pretty tricky game, especially in the second half. We really couldn't break into their final third at all. I don't think we really threatened their goal once, but it was a strong defensive effort. Um, so I think you know just ducking out with heads held high and we're so stretched still mm. even with people coming back for for depth so it's it's an easy for me silver lining that we can still focus on the premier league now and yeah so yeah on to the next one <sighs> on to the next one indeed which is i guess let's go with the draw the man united draw was actually like ugh frustrating but i'm glad it was a draw and we just took some points away from them they don't seem to be in such a great place but we were also just i mean all our injuries i know we shouldn't make excuses that's the way the cookie crumbles but we're really feeling it and i guess i'm kind of glad you know van Deven's back matters is back but the the united game was a bit tough it, w- it was a really good game too and it was like what a difference it makes that kind of at Old Trafford for long stretches of the game I thought we were bossing it and we looked really dominant at points and yeah can't really complain I mean it, it flattered um, Rashford a little bit he, he doesn't score that prolifically so just a couple moments of drop focus I think when we had enough guys back and uh, we could, we just got unlucky a couple times. With, yeah. There was a good tackle thrown in, and then the ball just happened to land at the feet of one of the Man U guys. So, but a really good performances and, and delightful to see Van de Ven back uh, and everybody making an impact. 
Yeah, totally. Um, I think in the past, if we've had like this many injuries and we mm. play Man U at their stadium, we don't really expect much. So to, to walk away having scored two goals and get one point is, I think that's impressive. Mm. I'm happy with that. No, we're not. No one's complaining. This is just like, it felt like a win to me at this point. Yeah. Yeah. Like, ah! um, yeah. And I think the, the change in the feeling is that I wasn't terrified coming into it i wasn't like oh my god i'm gonna shoot bricks which is like such a strange feeling considering you know half of our team is gone not just the like injuries but also um the asia the asian cup and then af con coming up so honestly any performance we have moving forward i'm just like head above water and totally yeah we're kind of just treading which which really quickly before we get into our our new guys because i think we are in the transfer window and it bears to discuss that but I was super duper. I mean, Burn- Bournemouth and Burnley at home, and just those were amazing. Three one to Bournemouth, we 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 killed them, and then one zero to Burnley, which was the third round. Which I again, I was like, oh wow, we're still in the FA Cup. These are like the glimmers of like, see, we can do it if we yeah. if things kind of fall into place. If people don't look so tired, um, there's definitely some hope, and it's giving me a lot of hope for the upcoming next games because with more people coming back from injury. Asia Cup, AFCON, at some point, it will end <laughs> at some point. <laughs> and then we have a, a better squad back. And with our new guys in, I don't know, could we see more of this kind of performance? I think it's it's going to be a really crucial time as we start to get people back and we start to plug the new guys in. Consistency is going to have to be the, the watchword because Burnley, at the end of the match, was a great example. I think we brought in some young guys maybe slightly too early. Mm. Sorry to point the finger at Cessnio, but Vicario called him out at the end of the game, making sloppy errors, not defending you know, sufficiently, and we nearly binned that game. I mean, we nearly gave them uh, you know, an equalizer at the end there. So we really need to find our best 11 and try and get them in every single match and really just close out games that should be ours and, and tidy everything up quite a bit because we've got the weapons, especially when we get Sonny back, if we get Madison back. And and we've got our kind of, you know, first choice back line as well. There's no reason we shouldn't be putting, you know, putting some of these lesser teams to the sword pretty early and, and closing them out. I mean, there's nowhere to go but up from here. I hope. I hope. <laughs> yeah. I mean, like, t- team about the transfer window, like, Timo Werner, I think, is an excellent, you know, uh, an excellent uh, risk to take. He hasn't <laughs> prov- proven himself at Chelsea before, et cetera, et cetera. But he's obviously immensely talented. He played really well against City, and he's got speed. He's got good touch when he needs to. He, he could improve his finishing, but but maybe Ange has seen something else for him as more of a mm. provider. So interesting. And Dragasin, obviously, everybody's super excited about. We've got a very young and talented um, defensive core now with Udogi and, and Van de Ven and Dragasin. So that's that's interesting for the next half decade, really. So that's really promising. Uh, yeah, this this boy was born in two thousand two. What? <laughs> I just, I was like, what? At 1.91 meters, um, he seems to be one of our taller players. Uh, and yeah, one of the younger ones too. Jeez, these kids are literal children and we are, I feel like cradle robbers here, but I love it. I love it. He looks like a beast. <laughs> yeah. I'm excited to see him like play, play. Um, it, he makes Timo look like a, a little a little baby because Timo's at like 1.8. Again, all these people are really tall. I speak this at 1.54. Yeah. Uh, zero things to <laughs> say. But yeah, they're amazing. Udogi's always sneaky tall too when you see him next to other guys. And he's like, he's he's a big lad as well. So so if we have a cross back, Udogi, Van de Ven, 
Dragusin and Poro, that's a really young group that hopefully can really build some chemistry through the next through the next few seasons. Interestingly, I just Googled Tottenham height players because why not? We're already here. I'm sorry. I spoke against the tallest man in the team. Can you guys guess who it is? The tallest? It's not Dragusin. I thought he would be the tallest. Van de Ven? Yeah. 1.93. Yeah. Oh my goodness. Wild. Oh, wow. Yeah. Jeez. I guess he is Dutch. Yes. What the do they feed them there? The world? <laughs> that's that's fair enough. Anyway, we go to I guess our favorite portion of our section with Toby. What are our thoughts on the upcoming games? We play Brentford at home, Everton away, Brighton at home, Wolves at home, and finally, well, postponed but time to be determined. Chelsea away. <laughs> that's like five games, guys, in end of Jan to, to Feb. So that's like maximum 15 points. Uh, thoughts, feelings, concerns? It's a nice little spell. I think everyone should be very competitive. I think we could we could take maximum points here for sure, especially when uh, when we start to get some players back, maybe if they, you know, get knocked out of their respective cups. I mean, I wish them every success, but also we want them back at the same time. Um, yeah. I always like a bit of um, revenge against Brentford. They, yeah, they they've taken some scalps off of us fairly recently, and Tony's back, so um, hopefully our our centre backs can just tie him up very nicely, which I think they will. So get some revenge against Brighton, and yeah, should be should be an interesting run of games. Revenge season as we enter the Lunar New Year. Acid, do I hear <laughs> maximum points from you? Yeah, you know what? I think we're on the cusp of building really good momentum. Mm. So I think this loss to City is going to kind of light a fire in everyone. And peeps are going to be back. Uh, the injured players are going to be back. So I think I think we can go for maximum points. Yeah. I'm loving this. Yes. Maximum points from Acid. Um, and maximum height is Vicario at 1.94. I digress. Wow. So he is the tallest. Wow. <laughs> Which makes nice. sense, and it's nice if you can reach the uh, top of your goalie, um, <laughs> of the pitch. But anyway, um, yeah, you know what? I'm a little scared of Chelsea because I don't know why, but we've got Timo Werner now. I don't know. Maybe mm. too much for them, but maybe he can spill some secrets. So, you know what? Fuck it. Where are we on the table? Fuck yeah. Maximum points it is. Here we go. Yeah. <laughs> I'm so excited for this. I think the Brighton game falls on my birthday. Um, oh. Ish. I think. I think. And so that should be fun. Or at least the eve of my birthday. So I guess I know what I'm doing leading up to it. Toby, thank you so much for your time and uh, always keeping us on our toes. Looking forward to speaking with you with hopefully maximum points of oh, happiness points for your birthday <laughs> please please hey and we're back lunar new year is upon us the solar new year has just begun <laughs> it's the perfect time to get astrological and we are here to discuss a treasure trove of a thread from at Delhi Sunnies on Twitter, who we love, we absolutely love, love. Love. Pioneered Boyfriends FC, which is entirely our brand. Anyway, honestly, the research behind this reporting needs to be applauded. It honestly deserves the Pulitzer. Check out the link to this thread in the episode description if you don't know, if you haven't seen it yet. It's, it's worth your while. And then come back and listen to us discuss it. 
Um, so okay, I don't know how to. You'll see if you're looking at the thread now. You'll see that it it contains natal charts. Yes. And I don't. Do, do you know how to read natal charts, Betty? I don't know how to read read, but I mean, I am quite into it. I know that like there are all these memes on the internet of like if a of a guy texting his mom asking his mom like, "Hey, mom, when was I born?" Or what time was I born? And then the mom will reply, run away from that girl. Um, well, I'm that girl. I'm that girl. Um, and my French guy at Practical Magical um, on Instagram, she does birth charts. And it's quite interesting because it's basically you input the day you were born. So that's usually, you know, day, year, month. And that's what we know as our sun signs, right? So, so most of these are overall, you know, temperament, whatever. And then you also include the time of your birth and the place of your birth. And this will, with these three things, because a lot of us were like, what? All of us are like Aquarians? There can't be just 12, you know, archetypes of people. But when you layer on the moon signs and the rising signs, you get a bit of a craziness. And so, yes, this was a poor introduction of natal charts, but Acid and I are going to attempt this thanks to Della Sunny's. Um, on Twitter, because this thread is a freaking gem. All right, let's kick this off with the Tauruses, and boy, do we have a lot. And that's, <laughs> I guess, that's another potential Pulitzer Prize-winning thread about why Tottenham has so many Tauruses. <laughs> do they attract? Are they attract? Do they does the club attract them, or I don't know? Anyway, let's stick a pin in that. Another episode. First Taurus we want to talk about is Richie, mm. and. Wow. Okay. So one thing that jumps out at me in the text here is deep need to feel useful and perfectionism leading to overthinking. And like, I don't know, I just, I, I don't know, I'm just like looking for things to confirm this, but like we suspected that his gold drought that has ended, by the way, might be from like all this pressure and overthinking. And it's, I don't know, it seems to me like the heavens have co-signed that theory with this. Another thing that I like about this is that it says he's compatible with cancers. Obviously, Sunny is one. Yes. Mm. And we know these two vibe. Yeah. You know how you we were like thinking of like, why are there so many Tauruses in, um, in the team? I don't know. I just looked at Fabio Par- Par- Paratici's, um, our football director's <laughs> horoscope. Yes. He's a cancer, he's but Taurus. neither here nor there. Interesting. So he's a cancer. Mm. And he gets, I guess since they're, car- they're, they're compatible, maybe that's why he gets a lot of them. Who knows? Who knows? Who knows? Who knows? All right. Uh, moving on from Ricky. Guys, there's a, there's a lot of this, so hang on to your seats. But Deki, another earth sign, obviously still a, tor- a Torian, super hardworking, pragmatic, maybe misread as overly serious, quote unquote. And all of this really checks out with what we know of him. You know, this is, of course, based on our super accurate parasocial relationship, but also because he is a Taurus, does this mean he is then compatible with Sunny? And the question here is, does everybody in the team have to be astrologically compatible with Sunny before they join? This is it. That's totally, totally it. That's the test. People <laughs> need to like, hit it off with Sunny. <laughs> I love it. I mean, we do have some other cancers too, right? Like, you know, um, Benton Core, um, Ashley Phillips, and apparently compatible with Virgos too. And we have a lot of Virgos as well. So, I'm just like, this could be very interesting if part of the screening process is actually an astrological reading <laughs> of their birth charts and being like, whoops, sorry, you're super good. We really like you, but you don't vibe with Sunny. So, oh, well, goodbye. 
I would love that if the recruitment team, they have all of these different departments. Yeah. Like one is about like stats and shit. Yeah. Another person is like astrological shit. I mean, it's the same thing as like, you know, the Myers-Briggs or like, yes. you know, all those strength finder tests. And you're just trying yes. to find a good combination of a team, right? So exactly. anyway... Uh, if you need people to do the astrological science, Asset and I are definitely going to brush up on this and we are offering our services. Okay, yeah, moving on. Totally. You can reach us on LinkedIn. <laughs> um, next up, okay, next is Ben, who is also Taurus. Of course. And Why would it the thing that, that jumped out at me here was actually not immediately the like the list of characteristics, <laughs> but the picture. This picture is wild. I don't think I've ever seen Ben with me glasses too. before. Yeah, I, th- I think we... Maybe we've seen him with glasses like reading, Aww. but not with these particular ones. And I guess I'm just wondering now, like, does he wear contacts during ma- matches? Or I guess. like is his sight just not that bad? Like, are these premature readers? Or maybe this is like a fashion thing? Maybe. Because those those frames are trendy. They're yeah, that like round type of <laughs> But anyway, that's Ben. He's literate, he's fashionable, he contains multitudes. Always, always. Okay, getting back to the text that we are studying. <laughs> so his description says, reliability, stability, de- he's dependable, he's grounded, he's loyal, and all this definitely checks out. Again, compatible with, ca- with cancer, which Sun <laughs> is. And that feels especially right, because yeah. we know that they're BFFs, and this is just kind of astrological confirmation. Which is super wild because I remember when we saw that post of like happy birthday or like congratulations to my best friend. And whenever we see them in videos and Sunny calls him my best friend, like I just feel like Sunny calls everybody his best friend. But I think this one is real. Like <laughs> it is, yeah. they really do seem to get along, which I super duper love. Um, And just, yeah, oh, look at this. Look at all these Torians. More, more Taurus folks. I swear this is the Taurus heaviest team in the world. Christian Romero. And you know what? All, because they're all Taurus, all their birthdays are like super close to each other. Like literally 24, 25, 27. Yes. Um, they need to have like a... Do they have joint birthday parties? They must. Like, they must. Right? Do they do yeah. a barbecue? Like, because it would be silly if they didn't. Um, anyway, so Cutty, Christian Romero, I mean, strong and self-assured presence, commands respect. Uh, mm-hmm. Yeah, vice captain. Magnetic quality that come across as intimidating. Uh, yes to all those mm-hmm. red cards. See, he doesn't He doesn't mean to be intimidating, guys. Don't give him a red card. It's just his astrological sign. Um, and needs good outlets for pent-up anger. Hmm. Interesting. I mean, honestly... This, this, this looks super cute. Apparently, he also has, like, because of his Mercury and Aries. So that's, like, another, like, you have your sun in, you know, all the planets. You have your sun in a particular um sign, which is Taurus, but his Mercury is in Aries. Interesting that she gave the Mercury one because that's supposed to be, like, your communication or something style. But anyway, it says, and, and he's outspoken. And his Venus, which is about your romantic side, is in Pisces. a super duper, like, romantic and self-sacrificial interesting again a good match with cancers virgos and pisces so this team this team i'm loving this thread so much and what a cute photo so honestly the advice thanks to co-star astrology who did not sponsor this podcast for our tauruses in 2024 is the year you finally get rid of your excess old sweater what are they all gonna get rid of harry's kit is this the sign Okay, this is definitely symbolic. They need to let go of everything that no longer serves them. Um, you know, Ricky is super getting into his groove. Deki is, uh, yeah, about to be a dad. 
Romero not being as aggressive as he used to be. And I don't know what this means for Ben, but I want him to stay consistent forever and ever. But I guess he too, I mean, technically he's a new dad now, right? So that's true. Yeah. Rolf is going to need even more stability. So Ben, you just got to keep staying stable. We love this. Moving on from our Tauruses to our Virgos. Yeah, so let me just put on my Virgo correspondent hat as a Virgo <laughs> myself. <laughs> First off, we have Sar. Somehow I could have guessed that he's a Virgo. Yeah. He definitely Why? has that energy. Yeah. I don't know. I really, I don't, I don't, I can't even point to it. I think it must be some innate Virgo recognition <laughs> thing. <laughs> but yeah, so like he's, he, I know he's super young and he's pretty new and we haven't seen too much from him yet. So I just want to say from one Virgo to another, go Welcome. step into the spotlight this year, Sar, <laughs> and make it your year and show us more of your personality. And if you have any children and babies in your life, Please post it on your <laughs> It's the it's the shortest way, the easiest way to get featured on this pod. <laughs> Fair enough. You know, the bar is pretty low. We've covered anyway. Never mind. I digress. <laughs> Next Virgo we're gonna talk about is Pedro. Oh. Okay, this um quote unquote deep desire to be of service to others as validation of self. I totally see in him. Like he's one of those players that you consistently see fighting. For a win, you can feel the deep desire to be of service to the club. And like when he does score, his celebrations are always so joyful. Like to me, you really see him like relishing the yeah. ultimate validation he's getting from fans. So yeah. And also from like the little I've seen of his Instagram stories story so far, he does have, as is listed in this thread, he does have this slight like, tell me you like my outfit. <laughs> Kind of vibe. Tell me I'm cute. Oh my god, I love it. Yeah. Um, this thread just keeps on giving, and honestly, Pedro Poro and those looks cannot get over it. What what's our what's our advice for a Virgos this year, Acid? Ah, uh, yeah. So the, according to CoStar Astrology, for Virgos, 2024 is the year you finally start trusting your instincts. What? So go for it, Pedro and go, Star. Whatever that go, means to you. Go. So moving on to our single, well, at least the cancer we're choosing to um, focus on, Sunny, the man of the moment, the man of the match for like 90% of our wins. All of this is really just check, check, check. Supposedly, quote unquote, ruled by emotions. And honestly, there could be, I mean, I'm sure there's a fan thread out there that has just made a, you know, him crying, him smiling in equal parts, like equally crying, equally smiling uh, out of a hundred photos we can find of him. So quote unquote, both needs to be needed as well as taken care of. Um, Yeah, he clearly has that slight clingy, slight, you know, vibe to him, which I love. And you know what? He has come through for us despite everything. Like, remember, I think, what was that? Was it the Aston Villa game like last year where he was playing and playing only to realize he was already injured, but he went in all throughout. So clearly validating all of this. Um, and if you just watch any any single video of him helping subs in and out into their little sub like puffer vests, super cute in the touchline or when it's winter and he's putting on their beam pos. Um, <laughs> another cancer thing fits into any group. This guy is the member, the only the only non-Welsh member of the Welsh Mafia. He's also part of like what the Argentinians. Like everybody just yes. wants to be with him. And this is clearly a checkbox again for the cancers. Uh, tendency to please people. Uh, this is what we've been saying and what we are scared of is that, you know, we don't want them to just come from a place of like trying to please people, but really taking the lead. And so now it's so nice to see him gain confidence as a leader. 
and just like hopefully, hopefully, um, the people pleasing, just maybe the refs, that's fine. Um, mm-hmm. But maybe a little outgrow that. So yes, there's a stubborn streak with him given his, you know, Mars and Taurus, but he is compatible with the whole fucking team, which honestly makes so much sense as our captain. Sunny. It's deliberate. It's so deliberate. Thank you um, for being a wonderful guy. But 2024 is the year you finally stop letting your insecurities become your personality. Interesting. <laughs> Interesting, Sunny. You're the leader now. You run this show. No need to um, go back into your, I guess, defense mechanisms and try to please people. You are the king now. All right. Moving on. Yes. King Sunny. Moving on to Libra. Um, we have one Libra, at least Ooh. on this thread, um, Elmo or Vicario. Um, and this this list, I think one thing jumped out at me immediately, and it was, quote unquote, deep concern for justice. And I immediately remembered him avenging um, Richie to that loser. And I can't even remember his name, probably not worth remembering, but the loser <laughs> the Crystal Palace game. I think by describing that, you might remember the the I, now mm. iconic picture of him sticking his tongue out at that player, <laughs> who we, we we will not name and can't name anyway no. because who cares? Yeah, and just a bit of um, advice for Libras, particularly Vicario here from CoStar Astrology. Twenty twenty four is the year you finally block their number. Ooh, interesting. Oh, dude, I don't know. I don't we know don't, who this we don't is. Know yeah, we it. don't know who this it. is, but I think, you know, he had this uh, unblock, so we're all good. You know what? As long as you keep blocking those goals, we are totally mm-hmm. fine. And finally, uh, we have so many more, but it would take over this entire fucking episode if we just went through the whole squad. Uh, the one Aries we are going to feature is, of course, my love, Mickey Vandeven. Honestly, he almost became a Torian too. Like, just a couple more days, and he too would be in Taurus. Um, but interesting, he's an Aries. So he is not just, you know, um, Sun in Aries. He's also Mercury and Venus in Aries. So, ooh, this man is an Aries, Aries man, which makes him incredibly, like, just blunt and direct. Uh, and I kind of like that. Like, I like a guy with confidence and just, like, tells you as it is. Honestly, my love for Jan Vertonghen has literally been, like, <laughs> Um, what do you call that? Where it's been imprinted into Mickey yes. Vandeven, his um, I guess his heir apparent, it's and recontracted I'm... with <laughs> with Mickey Vandeven. Extension of contract of my love from Vertonghen <laughs> to Vandeven. It's just it, 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 I, I didn't choose this; it just happened. He doesn't waste time. Hates nothing more than boredom. Oh, I love this man. Enjoys friendship and relationships will challenge him. Hi, Mickey. I can totally challenge you. His moon is in Pisces, though, which means very emotional on the inside, too. Highly idealistic and romantic. A bit mm-hmm. sensitive with a creative side. Mickey, Mickey, Mickey. And a tendency towards escapism. And finally, his Mars in Sagittarius. So he's bold and adventurous. Deeply enjoys the thrill of being in uncomfortable and trying new things. Compatible with Gemini. Brennan. Mm-hmm. Oh, Brennan Elliot. Brennan Elliot. Whoops. That's like a Hallmark podcast. Bren- <laughs> <laughs> Wrong Brennan. Yeah, Brennan Johnson. And with Sagittarius, Destiny Udogi. Interesting, the new kids all all little clustered yeah. together. I love what that. is the what is the compatibility of Aries with Aquarius? Would you know uh, off the top? Not of super head? great. Let's be real. Uh, uh, no, I mean because okay. I'm an air, I, I'm an air sign. They're fire sign. So I mean, it'll be a little volatile. So like I can 
you know, fan the flame, literally. It says here, enjoys friendships and relationships that challenge him. I so mean... I mean, you know what, Mickey? I'm ready. I know you were also born like two million years younger than me, but you can handle an older <laughs> woman, can you? Yes, yes. Okay, we're going. Um, my my Dutch man. Okay, <laughs> clearly we've had way too much fun with this thread. And a thread, Ari says, aka Mickey. This is oh, this is your tip from CoStar Astrology. 2024 is the year you finally dot 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 learn how to read the room. The room says, I'm in love with you. Let's go. Welcome back to the squad. I'm so excited to have you back. If you enjoyed this session, honestly, I'm going to ask my French guy to just like read about these kids and um, guest star on this because this would be fun. Uh, yeah. and, uh, and she does this for a living. So, you know, that should be interesting. And with that, I think we have to take a break because we've taken way too long doing this. But thanks so much <laughs> to Della Sunnies on Twitter for sharing this yes. magnificent thread. And thank you to Acid for putting all the hard work into interpreting this. I just landed here and was like, yes, yes, yes. I love this section. I can't believe it's taken us this long to do an astrology-themed episode, to be honest. Yeah. And here we are. All right, when here we're back, we not quite at the end, but almost there on Stocking Spurs. Hey, and we are back again. So now I'm sure you guys have noticed this series of content on Spurs Official where the players are ambushed with a question on arrival to the training ground. It's, it's, I love it. This Amazing. entire, every video I absolutely love. And we could honestly have episodes just unpacking the details <laughs> on a like microscopic level with all of these. But no, we're just going to, we're going to focus on two. Um, so first is, this is actually from Twitter and it's Charlie Parrish. Um, retweeting the video <laughs> with added insight. I love this. Love it. I really do. Love it. Um, I just want to say, like, check out the link. It's in the episode description. We might also tweet it. Who knows? Um, who knows? But just basically a shout out to Charlie Parrish, who did the work of noting down people's arrival times and like gleaning some kind of insight from it. <laughs> um, this video, it is um, like uh, the, the host, the person off camera is asking to yeah. see their lock screens. So you can happen to see the time they're rocking up to the training center. Amazing. And Charlie Parrish had the journalist, investigative journalistic instinct. I love it. To go and know more Pulitzers. Yes, more. Honestly, yes. This is the Pulitzer um, episode. Uh, episode. <laughs> so you can see like who's training already at the time of posting, like Mickey, and who isn't yet, like matters. And I think we can also judge by this who is tardy and who is early. Uh -huh. So early bird appears to be Vicario who arrives at 8.44, which is wild. That's one minute before I set my alarm for work. <laughs> <laughs> He's followed by Hoy Bear who arrives at 8.47. So That's I'm guessing nice. by this, yeah, that training is at 9.30. Because yeah. most of them arrive before 9.30, except Solomon, who <laughs> arrives at 9.38, so technically I'm late. I'm super curious. What time do they end? Because if they start at 9.30, and these guys, I know they all drive. I know they live like a couple, you know, it's driving distance. They all drive. What time do they wake up? Like 6? Because they all look pretty good in that video. Like, they had showered. Like, they're not just rocking yeah. up there in their pajamas. Yes. They put in some effort into their yeah. look, into the fit. I hope they finish at like four or something. I don't know. Yeah, I hope so. That sounds like a tiring life. I think one of the first videos was 
asking each person what time they set their alarm for in the morning. Actually, that's true. That's true. They asked for their alarm. Yeah, yeah we should dig that up. Interesting. Because we'll then we can kind of like figure out who has the longest, like, um, what do you call this, morning routine based on what time they arrive and what time they wake up or if mm-hmm. they snooze. Who knows? Anyway, we're not good at math, so we'll leave that to Charlie Parrish. Uh, but the video is actually about their lock screens. So Acid, start us off with who we saw with their lock screens. Yeah, so Elmo shows his lock screen and it's Venom, which I, I, I really, I love that Venom is his like mascot and spirit animal. It's just, it, it feels so appropriate for a goalkeeper. Anyway, next, Brennan shows his lock screen and Precious, this He's wins so precious. the award of most Precious answer. It's a picture of his mom and his dog. It's, he is just like, he's so cute. It's like you want to mm-hmm. pat his head anyway. Yeah. <laughs> this is a man here, but we talk about him like he's a child. So speaking of um, boys who are now about to be dads, uh, Deki, he says, my beautiful wife, Aww. took this picture mm-hmm. when she was angry at me. It's so cute. And the interview shows hers that it's Ricky. And Deki says, you'll change it to that. <laughs> Deki asked hers too. Like, you know, there was some interaction mm-hmm. there. I find yes. that, like, I like that they put a female in this because I feel the boys have to be a bit more respectful and not just ignore yeah. them. Um, yes. But yeah, Matters obviously has his kids as his lock screen. Cute. Mickey is, is it's just the default screen. <laughs> you know, man after my own heart. He says, for me, it's just the best. And I how agree. does he say, how does he know it's just the best? He hasn't tried anything else. <laughs> See, that's mine. <laughs> <laughs> fair enough. Fair enough. And Phillips shows that it's his debut for England. It really means so much to them, which is really kind of cute. Um, Skippy, obviously, our, our intern turned non-intern. He says, mine is from a safari a couple years ago. Ain't broke, don't fix it. It's kind of cute. Can you imagine Skip on a safari? I can't mm-hmm. imagine Skip outside the football ground. Does Skip exist outside of like... The stadium? And yet he goes on safari, so that's kind of cute. Hoibs, of course, his kids. And the comment there was, I knew yours was going to be wholesome. Just kind of cute. He is. True, true, Yeah, true. next, uh, Austin, who I guess maybe just doesn't start often because I didn't recognize him, but his is the temperature, which is nice. It's practical. You want to know what you're up against every day. And finally, Solomon. Solomon's lock screen is his girlfriend. And he is late. So... Another version of this is an, an interesting question is like, what are you watching? And as a binger of and consumer of shows and podcasts and TV, I always love to know what people are watching. And so this was a fucking gold mine. Yeah, this was brilliant. It was genius because you you can see like so many potential things. Like, is someone <laughs> going to be honest about what no. they're watching? <laughs> Are they going to go with the answer that impresses, you know? Anyway, even though, yeah, anyway, let's get into it. Um, first off, we have Timo, and he's currently watching Gossip Girl. And I love it! an example of that. Yes, I love it! You can, I, I swear, you can see him consider for a split second whether it's okay to say it or not. And it's okay, Timo. I, I really, yeah, tell us more. I want to know what season you're on. And if you're a Serena guy or a Blair guy, or let's be real, could also be a Nate or Dan guy. It could. Or even Chuck. No joke. It could. I mean, honestly, I was really on the fence about Timo joining the squad. Like, super duper on the fence. But between this, between the Rubik's Cube thing, 
Like, he's kind of endearing me. I have to say. And I feel my bet is he's a Blair guy. Okay, mm. Skip. Moving on to Skip. What is Skip watching? Uh, he's watching Vigil. So I had to look this up and it is a, because I don't have BBC on demand. But it's a police drama on BBC starring Rose Leslie, who we obviously know from Game of Thrones. And Doug Ray Scott, who flashback. Well, this was like, the I love him. Uh, we know from the 1998 Drew Barrymore film Ever After, where I was like, okay, this guy is not bad looking. And from Mission Impossible 3, where he was the bad guy. Mm-hmm. Um, neither here nor there, but I love it. I love that Skip has a BBC television subscription. Why wouldn't he? And uh, yeah, he's got his TV box and is uh, watching the local shows. Good yeah. job. Next, we have Brennan, who says Squid Game, the real one. <laughs> so it's the reality show version. He says he oh. finished it in one day. And I don't know. I feel like uh, I feel like this is the effect we have on players. I felt like there's a bit of like defensiveness also in him. Um, he said that he finished it um, on a day that was a day off. So I feel like because we know Twitter is a toxic place, and so many people have been hating on Brennan. I'm wondering if this is kind of it. him saying, "I'm not just slacking off. Yeah. I watched this on like my proper day off." But you know what, Brennan? Don't feel guilty. Yeah. Don't. Like, Do that's whatever kinda... the hell you want on your rest day. Yeah, and even if it wasn't his rest day, watch a show you're a human. Yeah. I know you're being paid to do this, but we're paid to do our jobs. You think we're at it like 200%? We are, bosses. If you're listening, we are 300%. Anyway, moving on. <laughs> um, Mickey Van de Ven is watching an unnamed documentary about a Dutch rapper. Um, I need details, dude. Uh, if supposedly you are going to read the room this year, uh, according to your astrological prediction, we need to know the documentary title and how you found the film. He didn't say Netflix, so probably not on Netflix, but like, what is like the Dutch equivalent of the BBC? Where is he watching this? What is happening? Is this his interest? I need to know everything, Mm. Mickey. I need to know. Yes. Feel free to just Instagram live everything you do. Please. Uh, I keep calling him Elmo, but everyone else calls him Vicario. So no, he's, I think it's I think Vic, so Vic and then El Guglielmo, so like Elmo, it's fine. GK says, <laughs> captains of the world. And I, uh, I find this so, do you imagine Elmo at home on his day off still doing something football related? Aww, he's obsessed. He's obsessed. And like, I, I, I know he's watching it thinking like, oh my God, next time I'm going to be on this and we believe in you. Next World <sighs> Cup, you're going to be on your, you, you know, it might even be captain. Yeah, I can see that happening. Um, good job, Elmo. Maybe take an interest that isn't football too. It's fine. It's fine to have other interests. Or it's fine to not have other interests. We're not judging. Um, people were not judging at all. In fact, always impressed by Ben Davis um, is watching Slow Horses on Apple TV. Very good. Ah, of course. Of course, he zags from a Netflix world to a Apple TV recommendation <laughs> with a prestige series based on a book. I bet you he read the book. Classic, classic Ben. Yes. He definitely read the book. He's like, oh, they made a show out of it. I should check it out. Ah, love him. Um, And finally, Richie uh, kind of breezes past, barely stops and just says, Campianto, Brazilian football. Which I don't (laughs) think is a series. I think he he basically just said league. Ah, This man. All right. More people. And this is the part wherein I think I can just take this all acid because you know what? They're all just going to say everything anyway. So matters, little trendsetter that he has said, I just finished Fool Me Once. 
started watching Happy Valley again. So number one, let's take this in two parts. Started watching Happy Valley again, a man after my own heart, always going back to the old favorites and usuals, a true millennial. But then he said, I just finished Fool Me Once and literally the four guys after him all say Fool Me Once because Manders recommended it. I have not seen this. I literally just saw the trailer right before the section. And honestly, it looks solid. So I need Acid and I to maybe stream this together. We'll watch each other on Zoom as we do this in fairness to matters with this recommendation. It looks pretty good. It has Richard Armitage in it, who I love. I guess we're going to do that. Acid. Are we satisfied? Do we feel like we have an even better parasocial relationship with these men? Yes. 100%. (laughs) So cute. Last but not the least, we would never leave this episode without our favorite segment. It is called BB of the Week. In this acid, and mostly acid, trolls, Instagram, Twitter, TikTok, wherever you are, for soap content. Soap is, of course, significant others and partners of our Spurs players. And it's a thin week this week, but I guess everybody's just coming back from the winter break. And acid, do you want to kick us off? Sure, yeah. There has been a noticeable, like, post-holiday slowdown but uh you know what no well there's been uh a dip in quantity i think the quality is still quite good oh yeah first off is emerson royale <laughs> so okay so it was his birthday <laughs> a week ago um but you watch this video and you'll notice so many like amazing classic like premier league footballer birthday party type things but just keep your eye out for his baby who's super cute honestly like, it's he's in a few, or she, we don't know, is in a few cuts. But, like, the baby looks stunned. Like, they look yeah. overwhelmed and overstimulated by what's going on. There's drums, there's pyrotechnics on the cake, there's a million people, there's so much dancing. <laughs> so if you're only, like, a few months old, you're like, whoa, what's happening? Um, yeah, so happy birthday, Royale. Happy birthday, Royale, and thanks for showing your baby. That's what we love. We love it about you. Um, this one is a late, late holiday one, but honestly, there is this is this is how you know Ben is still Premier League because this is the excess of getting a baby that cannot even sit up on its own. It needs help sitting up. A replica vintage car. And yes, they are in matching red plaid pajamas with the baby, meaning there is a family picture where Emily is also in red vintage plaid pajamas. To match, where will this kid drive this car? Like, where? <laughs> this kid can't sit up. But I love that. <laughs> there is that, like, baller side of Ben. I'm wondering, is this from the grandparents? No, it kind of looks like it's from mom and dad. Um, But it would fit right in with yeah. their beautiful home. So, good job, Emily Kaplan Design, for still making sure that this lovely gift looks good in your beautiful home. Love this. Yeah. And finally, uh, give it up one last time for <laughs> Queen Marine. Never the last time. So, uh, yeah. Just lovely bunch of photos that she put on her Instagram for when uh, Hugo did his farewell. And wow, the first thing that'll strike you is how her babies are now ladies. Like, honestly, it's been an honor watching these babies grow up before eyes. Yeah. Oh my god, they're and so... And you know what? Yeah. So if you check out her bio, it's already... It's cute, it's sweet, it breaks my heart, but she's already changed her her no. bio no. from French flag, UK flag, to US flag. So 
my. Oh my. Oh my. It's kind of wild because a series of photos shows Juju and Anna Rose as literal toddlers. And now, I mean, and Leandro as, a, as an infant. Leandro as an infant. When Juju was an infant, we have that too. And now we see just like Iris and like gigantic girls. They are now preteens. They are teens. Anna Rose is taller than her mother. Let's be real. And everybody just looks so good. And I'm yeah. so sad. And this won't be the last we see of them. But I think it is but fitting that they win this episode's BB of the Week. Forever in our hearts. So Marine Lurie's official. Amazing. Today was so special, so emotional. We will forever be grateful to have spent 11 years in London for this amazing football club, Spurs official. Thank you to everyone who made this afternoon forgettable and I wish you all a happy new year. Hashtag Tottenham. Hashtag Spurs. Hashtag Hoys. <laughs> we'll miss you but it's not goodbye we will be watching your la adventure it should be pretty fun all right asset thank you so much for everything (laughs) yeah thanks my episode that asset built and uh super glad to have (laughs) us back in the new year if you like what you're hearing subscribe share with a friend and if you aren't following us on our socials we are at stockings first on instagram and on twitter now known as x but yeah we'll see you guys next time hopefully maximum points because why not all right here we go come on you spurs (laughs) 